0: If I've learned anything after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, it's that there's always a catch. That's not the case with Mint Mobile. Their premium wireless service includes unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data on the nation's largest 5G network, all with plans that start at just 15 bucks a month. How do they do it? By offering wireless services completely online without retail and huge overhead costs. It's their secret sauce. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan, plus keep your same phone number and all your contacts with Mint Mobile. Choose the amount of monthly data that's right for you, and stop paying for data that you never use. Switch to Mint Mobile today. Cut your wireless bill to just fifteen bucks a month, and get your new plan shipped to your door free by going to MintMobile.com/easy. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E.com/easy. Get premium wireless service for just fifteen bucks a month at MintMobile.com/easy.
1: The Giles Files is sponsored by BetterHelp, affordable, professional online therapy from any device, text, chat, and video. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with a BetterHelp therapist. And here's a special offer for Giles Files listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com gilesfiles That's betterhelp.com slash gilesfiles. And thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. It's the Giles Files Season 3. More Bafo shows, that's a guarantee. Nancy Giles and producer Nancy Wyatt... We got opinions. We ain't keeping quiet on the Giles Files season 3. Okay. Her social media handle is I am legally hype 3. Her first TikTok post got her 18 million hits. We know her as A.B. Burns Tucker. She is a new kind of pundit. She tells it like it is in her own unique style. A.B. can throw down some knowledge. And by the way, she throws it down fast, so you better listen up. Here is her take on what went down with the Supreme Court draft leak on the Roe v. Wade decision.
2: Okay, so boom, so apparently the American democracy is going through a complete mental breakdown I hope we get it together soon. So somebody leaked a draft opinion from the Supreme Court where them folks over there talking about they finna overturn Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey. Then they try to save face by being like, oh, it's just a draft opinion. Like, hold your horses, you don't need to trip. No, because at least three of y'all didn't have no business voting the way you did anyway. So you lied in your job interview. You lied under oath and I've seen people fired for less. Not sure if this is an impeachable issue, but do we need a fourth branch of government? Because you're out here tripping Supreme Court. In 1992, them justices told you, don't be trying to come back 20 years from now overturning these decisions. Because what's going to happen is that the American people are no longer going to trust that we know what we're doing when we do what we do in the background in secret and in silence when we're making decisions about how these folks are allowed to live their life on earth. And under the 14th Amendment of the Constitution, everybody, all American citizens, have a right to life, liberty, and their pursuit of happiness. Which means the states don't have no business getting involved with what a woman decides to do with her body before she even knows if she can carry a baby full term.
1: How many hours of research goes into these incredibly short to the point pieces that you do?
2: It it can take hours, Um, but I would say like one piece, for example, I may gather facts for about a day, right? We'll say like a day and then kind of go through that and see like, well, what's the trend and what everybody's talking about for today? And kind of what are the primary pieces that make the most sense to the community that I'm speaking to? who do you consider or who do you want your community to be um I mean for sure black people I mean like that's just what it is (laughs) um (laughs) but obviously it's expanded to just millennials and gen z and gen x in general right like this a community who wants to know right if you want to know what's going on right like then you are welcome into this community. And if you don't understand me, that's okay because there are new stations that I don't understand or other people who listen to me don't understand and there's no judgment to them or you know whatever. Like if this ain't for you, it's is not for you and that's okay. Um, so again, I think like my primary focus was like my friends, in general. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm grateful that it has expanded to a larger network. Millions have watched A.B. Burns Tucker's videos on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, but
1: they're not just for entertainment. I
2: am legally hyped is a TikTok star who's gone viral with her rapid-fire commentary on political, social, and global issues.
1: Informing and schooling the masses in a unique way that is definitely a breath of fresh air. The updates
2: Gen Z and millennials are getting on the war in Ukraine and why A.B. says it's so important to speak in their language. For this content creator, the demand is high. She says since going viral, she's received so many requests to be a commentator, both on and off social media, she's had to quit her day job as a paralegal.
1: Here's A.B. spreading some knowledge about how the war in Ukraine comes at a cost.
2: Freedom ain't free. It's not free. It's going to cost, and y'all going to help us pay for this war. Now, we know you didn't agree to it, and you don't really got much to do with it, but y'all got to help us pay. So here's the deal. Price of gas is not going down no time soon. No, we're been to ride this thing out at least through the end of the year. We're going to have to ride it out. And Your bread is probably going to go from $5.99 to $12.99, but that's just what it is. We're just taking a little bit off the top. So you're going to feel it, but you're not going to really feel it. You feel me? And I was like, well, mm, I feel it because I wish I would have told me this before I put my two-week notice in. Now i got to go beg these people for my job back because it ain't no way I have to keep paying eight ninety nine for gas. I can't. I just, it's not, not going to happen. And they was like, okay, well, do what you got going to do. But, yeah. That's what it is. And I'm like, okay, um, what's the good news? And they was like, well, the good news is um, maybe the war will end faster than we really thought it was because apparently Big Bang P was doing a lot of this and not enough this. He didn't really think this whole thing out. So his people, mm, they a little bit hungry. They ain't got enough food. They don't really got all the little gaps and stuff they said they had or they was bragging about earlier. Yeah, they running out. And um, the Ukes is running them pretty dry, right? So they hanging on, but they hanging on by a thread. So... Maybe it won't hurt so long. And, like, I don't even know how I'm supposed to really feel about that, but that's just the first part of it. So I'll be back with the updates later. Thank y'all for being patient. Holla. We want to go over some of your vocabulary. Oh,
1: yes, yes, yes. Okay.
2: Okay. Because I, sometimes I think I get it, and sometimes I don't. Like, Little Rara is Russia and the Russian soldiers. Okay, what is Yuki? So Yuki is Ukraine. And then Ziki is... Comedy Zeke. That's uh, President Abby. Zelensky. Yeah. He's very talented. I, I can't, like, he's doing his thing. I can't even be mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Here is A.B. telling us that Ukraine's President Zelensky might have been a comedian, but he is no joke.
2: Okay, so boom. Comedy Zeke had crashed the party in Muni the other day. He pulled in, like, cash out. Like, I heard you folks was looking for me, so here I go. Muni was good. And the folks in Muni was like, Comedy Zeke, what is you doing here? Ain't you supposed to be protecting the folks over there in Yuki? Comedy Zeke said, Yuki strike. We got grannies on standby with their pots and pans, ready to get y'all, get active as some stuff go down. Don't even choke me with all the smoke. But I'm finna tell you this right now. Y'all gonna stop sunning me. I know I was telling jokes two years ago, but keep playing with me and joke gonna be on you. Everybody keep bumping their gums about P running up on me, but at this point, P if you gonna talk about it, be about it. Please run them hands, cause we tired of hearing it. Big Bank P, yeah. Okay, Big Bank P, that's Putin. Big Bang P then decided that that little area in between Russia and Yuki that was keeping them separate, oh, it don't belong to nobody. So guess what? I'm going to move my troops over there so we can keep the peace. Whole thing is, we're going to sneak you before you sneak us, so we need to see what the heck is going on. And so I guess that made Big Daddy Biden mad, so Big Daddy Biden pull up. He like, we finna apply some pressure. But let me tell you this. America applied more pressure to the Central Park Five than they do on Big Bang P right now, okay? Them sanctions that Big Daddy Biden imposed, I could pay them off with the EBT card and my granny's social Security check. So, honestly, I'm not impressed. This the deal. You want some real news? Here you go. If you didn't get gas yesterday, you better get it today, because by tomorrow, it's going to be $30 a gallon. And I'm going to tell you this right now. You ain't going to get a Tesla because they didn't already recall all the ones we can afford.
1: You're telling us serious stuff. It's in a, a funny but smart way, because I got to say, like, even with Trump out and, and the kind of fights that Biden and Harris are having to face, it's hard to stay positive and not just tune out of everything that's going on because it's dire right now. And you're giving, you give us hope. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Did we ask this, who's Marco Polo? Marco Rubio. I thought so. I love Graham Cracker.
2: a <laughs> <Senator> Graham <laughs> Cracker? Graham.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's Senator Graham. Graham Cracker. See, the thing about Lindsey Graham is every time he opens his mouth, I want to choke him.
0: Senator Sheese had nothing to do with the call. No, but Avid I'm offering. asking her you about won't, won't even how, her how she respond? may feel Could about what orders? y'all did.
1: Could we have Senator Your time has expired. And so what I'm about OG, OG Bozo? Am I going? <laughs>
2: OG <laughs> OG Bozo is uh, Boris Johnson,
1: who is oh, the Prime Minister of England. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think that is pure genius, don't you? These are how do you come up with those names? They are so funny. <laughs> I don't even know. I couldn't even,
2: I don't have a rhyme or music. It's just like, I find a character like trait and try to create something from that, but also keep it like, close to their name so people understand like who I'm talking to but also you know I'm scared too so I don't really want to say nobody's name straight <laughs> up <It ain't> <laughs> because my mama ain't got no rant somebody so
1: by the way when you really get on a tear and you start talking really fast and it almost sounds like music I love that you've got subtitles because like I want to know every word that you're saying I'm still working on it because again like I said I'm shy so sometimes it's just
2: like okay it's all in my head and I can just get it out so let me just get it out you know what I mean because I can't, I start going and then my tongue start, you know, my ADHD, my, my mouth moves <laughs> to my brain. You know what I
1: mean? This is AB's rap on the inequities of prison sentencing.
2: We the same country who put Martha Stewart in prison for five months, gave her two years probation and a $30,000 fine for securing her own bag. We put OJ in prison for nine years for stealing his own stuff back. The case before that ain't got nothing to do with me, but we just gave crying Kimberly time out for killing somebody. So honestly, the intelligence is giving me slow, baby.
1: You said you were a poli-sci major. Um, do you remember when you first started getting interested in, in um, politics and current events? For me, the Watergate trial, that took up uh, Monday through Friday afternoons. They, they wiped out soap operas and put Watergate on. And I was a big All My Children, One Life to Live fan. So without them, I'm like, I have to have something to watch. And so that's when I started watching and started learning a little bit about politics. That piqued my interest. What, what was it with you that got you interested in this subject? So my grandmother was a history teacher. Um,
2: yeah, and so like I spent a lot of time, you know, actually a lot of time with my granny growing up. So that kind of like history was like one of my favorite subjects because she always had me watching something, some sort of documentary or something. And our, I think like my biggest interest came during the O.J. Simpson trial. So my grandmother taped every single day of that trial I watched every single day of that trial. So I've been a court TV junkie since I was a little one, right? Wow. And so um, that kind of piqued my interest in like, okay, like, what can I do like with history and, and the law and politics? Like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I was like, I like studying this stuff. Like, I like seeing this. So, you know, I'm going to try it. And my mom thing like, find somewhere you can get some money. <laughs> like, don't be out there studying your history. You're going to be poor. So I was like, well, okay, if I do political science, that will open up so many other avenues for me. So um, so I started off as a poli-sci major and then when my brother um, was arrested, then I double majored and ended up a poli-sci and a criminal justice major and just kind of stayed on that path the whole
1: way. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened to your brother? Because that really was a jumping off point for you. Yeah, definitely. So um, my brother was
2: wrongfully convicted of murder um uh, the murder occurred when he was 15 years old and he was um tried convicted and sentenced to 50 years to life in prison so in this particular case it was a a gunshot right so even though you were not the person to actually issue the fatal shot the fact that you were there makes you an accomplice and makes you just as liable as the actual murderer so oh
1: my god Brandon
2: was basically convicted and given more time than the actual murderer even though even the the prosecutor in her closing argument she's like it's obvious this is not the person who you know uh, issued the fatal shot because um they tried to say he had like a shotgun they couldn't even find a shotgun one it was a bunch of mess but you know her argument was like but yeah but she run he runs with um with this dude right here and so you know he's an accomplished and you don't get to look at him as a child you don't get to feel sympathy for him this time and the third and it's like girl he's 15 oh my God. but i do know what messed us up is that we had one young person because one of the defenses my brother had was that he was on myspace at the exact time that this uh murder occurred he was on myspace with his girlfriend you know but myspace was new at the time right, right. So the aspect of social media so most adults at that time didn't really even understand the lawyers didn't even really understand how it really worked right so that was his defense and the only person who could have really calculated like how that plays into he's probably not the person who did this was the younger guy and there was well, one. Oh god going, wait the day of jury deliberations somehow some way he gets the wrong time to show up to court And I'm not like, I I don't want to be like conspiracy theorists or whatever, right? But he has the wrong time to show up to court. So he actually shows up late um, for jury deliberations and the attorneys essentially stipulated um, for him to be basically removed from the panel and then to invite, you know, the, um, the alternate. Yeah. And so I think had that person been able to serve Brandon would have been okay. I can't believe the judge didn't say, I'm going to do better by this young man. Judges have a lot of discretion, right? But yeah. you have to look who judges are, who votes for these judges when you're thinking about county judges, right? Like when we go vote, first of all, we halfway show up to the midterm, So let's start there. So then when we do go vote, what we do, we go vote for the president. We don't have to know who on Congress, who in our Senate, who in the House, who who the mayor is, who the city council, right, Mm -hmm. who has a lot of power. Mm -hmm. We don't have, no, we go, we be like, okay, democratic president, because that's historically black folks. Okay, cool, right. We don't take accountability for the other offices, right, that we have a voice in. And so who do you, if the judge is voted in by conservative white people, who do you think the judge going to have leeway for conservative white people because those are the people who are going to continue to come out and make sure they keep their seat, right? Unless you're a federal judge where you're appointed and it's, you know, life tenure or whatever case may be. But your county, state, state court judges, like we get to decide who sits on those benches. We don't take the responsibility. And so we be mad when we don't have no say in the game, but you do go sit at the table so we can know you wanted to be on the roll call. <laughs>
1: Can I ask you, what's the status right now with your brother's case? Is there a room for another appeal? Does he have to just, like, uh, this is so troubling. So he has exhausted his appeals.
2: Oh, no. Yeah, Um, but the legislation is changing in California, right? So where we're at with it now is that we will probably be able to fight the sentence, not so much the conviction right
1: now. Okay, okay. So
2: it's like a real conversation I had to have with him, like, if you want to come home, pretty sure i could get you home like we get the sentence reduced right because you were juvenile and there's all these other factors that contribute to that this was an assignment given to me by god
1: Mm -hmm.
2: it was not my own decision my own choice right he has his own journey that has been hard enough on him he don't owe me nothing but that is my brother and you don't get to steal from my mama you don't get to disrespect my family you know what I'm saying? You don't get to drag us and think you're not going to hear from me. Like, let me keep it above, right? I'm still from, hood. Uh, I'm still with it. Mm-hmm. And even if I have to fight you in another way, right? So maybe I don't physically get into an altercation with you no more, because I'm above that. But mentally, I guarantee you, that DA was not expecting me to be plotting on her for the last 15 years to make sure that my brother comes home. You're in your last year of law school? I have one more year. One One more year. year. I was wondering if you use your own vernacular to remember all those case studies that you have to learn. I can't do it on the exam, but in my notes, I do. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because even for myself, right, as a law student, law school is hard. Right. And, and I'm, I'm fairly intelligent, right? Like, I, I not to do my own harm, but I've, I'm pretty smart. And even for me, it's a challenge because it's a language. You're learning a new language, and it's a language outside of my normal vernacular language, right? But also, even in addition to my scholastic vernacular language, right? So, th- there's a, another component to it. So, for me, what I realized, and even like helping students, sometimes on campus is like if we're going through a fact pattern and they're like I don't get it or going through a case then I'll be like okay well boom this is what it looked like think about it like this you know what I mean and then like so many students have been like can you write it down just like that please like the cuss words and everything because I got you know what I mean and so like that's kind of my way of like filtering the information because um, I've had to tell my professors like plenty of times I'm like I'm translating so I have to translate this language that I'm a new language I'm learning and, and not really comfortable with into my own language so that I can even comprehend it and then I have to regurgitate it back to you in your language that's a lot of work <laughs> you know what I mean like that's a lot of work on one person
1: even when you were just explaining like how you translated from law school to your friends and whatnot and went back, your voice changed. You had a whole different thing.
0: Which is <laughs> yes. one of my
1: questions, like how did you I put it as how did you develop that character? So in general, like I'm really shy. I like I'm
2: I know like people are like, what? I'm like, no, actually I'm very shy. And like I'm a Capricorn, so you know we're pretty reserved and yeah, okay. So when i am comfortable with my small circle of friends right like it's just kind of like okay just be myself and be have a little fun giddy giddy right um so i guess that's kind of where the character almost comes from Um, but when i speak in proper english right um it's more so i'm conditioned that way through school and my profession so i'm just as comfortable in that space Um, But I also have been able to compartmentalize when certain spaces are appropriate or, Mm -hmm. you know, when a certain way for me to speak and present myself is appropriate. Um, So, you know, it's code switching.
1: I think what she's talking about here is the connection between Russia and China. Well, listen up
2: this the deal
1: so apparently p had
2: tried to go to pimp chi remember pimp chi he the president of china right so he tried to go to his homeboy he like every dog i need a hold something real quick and she was like dog you're gonna have to call tara home call her. and you cannot use my phone because blah, blah. see i was with you when I thought it was just gonna be a couple of countries like funking with you, but you didn't make everybody and a mama and a granny and their baby daddy and the auntie mad. like, no, mm-mm. See, and this the deal, like I like you cause you messy and I'm messy too, I love it. Like it was kiki at first, but see, at the end of the day, you were all the violence over there. You were all the violence. And like, I'm a businessman. And right now you bad for business, brother.
1: One of the things that really fascinates me about about your videos is how interested and clear you are explaining world events, things outside of this country. How important do you think it is for young folks to know about world events? I think it's very important because I
2: think that ignorance is what keeps us stuck, right? Um, when you're able to expand your mind, the dots start to connect a little bit more. You know what i mean and so when you're ignorant to what's going on outside um then it's easier to keep you blinded about mm. the realities of what's going on in your own backyard and then even like feeling pushed out of that type of conversation right you start to feel like well this ain't got nothing to do with me anyway so what i need to go vote for what i need to do this for you yeah, i don't care like y'all not gonna help me but the thing is like if you understand how the entire cycle works and you understand the history of it all. For example, with the gas prices, right? When I was like, oh, y'all want some news? I got you, guess what? Go get some gas today because it's supposed to be $8.99 a gallon tomorrow. What happened? (laughs) next day, they was like, oh, I'm glad I got my gas yesterday." Yeah, but if you weren't paying attention to the news, you would have woke up and been like, why is the gas so hot, what is the, right? So you do make it relevant to the average American. Again, when, when I was like, okay, well, if we beef with China, y'all know we get about 40% of our import from China. we getting our hair, our nails. Our, if we got beef with China, we're not getting none of that. we not producing hair weed in America. And you can hardly find Indian hair these days. You know I mean? so it's like, we're going to be cut off. So we might want to know what's going on. So you know, like, I might need to stock up those medicines, little snacks or something. So <laughs> down, my EVT been run out this
1: <laughs> week. <don't.
2: laughs> oh my God, you are killing me. Because I know if I can't get my wig or my lashes, it's a wrap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
2: love natural folks, but now nah, I can't do it. I just don't got the patience or the discipline. I'm straight.
1: Leave me up. Can you tell us who were some of your mentors? You already mentioned your grandmother who was a history teacher. Were there other people, notable people in the news that really made you go, ah, I dig that.
2: You know what? Ironically it's probably gonna sound a little ghetto but I am a huge Nipsey Hussle fan. Like like a huge follower of Nipsey Hussle like from his out the the trunk days, right? Um, Because I loved his message and how he was so articulate, right? But still very down to earth and and very like in tune with who he is as a person.
1: For people who don't know AB, what was his message?
2: His message basically was like, black people get it together. Like, let's get this money, (laughs) right? Like, let's get this money. Let's start some businesses. Let's do it different. They've been they've been pulling the okey-doke on us for a minute right keeping us outside the loop of what's really going on but he kind of learned how to take the street grind and correlate it to like the corporate grind right similar to like i'm taking street language and corp- you know incorporating it into political language, like right so he learned how to kind of do that and structure that and then I love me some Oprah too. I ain't gonna lie to you cause I, I love her. I don't care. It's like she she run the game so cold and people don't even realize how cold Oprah game for real is. They try to talk about it. I'm like Oprah get money and she help people and she do it on the low low, so you don't even be in her business. So you could talk about her as much as you want to, but guess what? She just give like don't let people pay her bills. That might was the reason why she what she is today and she still show up for the color folks. So don't <laughs> <Yep>. right? Like <laughs> Yeah, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> so those are probably two, like, notable, probably the two most people I probably like. You had a post where you weren't sure how you wanted to go forward with your career, what direction. Any more thoughts on that? In terms of, like, what area of practice I will do, I still have no idea. Um, <laughs> right now, especially right now, I'm just trying to keep my head above water and like like right? Right. Um, You know, once you have your law degree, you can do so much. So Mm -hmm. I'm still going to pass the bar, but I think um, even with the space opening up the way it is for me now, I think I will have way more opportunities um, than I ever honestly thought I could have, right? Because my thing was, I came here to get my brother home. I really never thought about like what I was going to do after. I just like was tunnel vision on that. And so it wasn't until people started like asking me where I started kind of getting anxiety like, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> you know like I don't know what to do like I like helping people and I like teaching people and I like working with people and that's all I really know um so yeah you know I'm still I know that like my I'll find my space um I just don't know where that's at yet
1: I was gonna ask oh, like are you beginning yeah. to make money off of this you have you got any interest in that way because I we've yeah. seen stupid videos on TikTok and people are suddenly influencers and they've got these like coca-cola deals i mean you're doing much more worthy stuff
2: thank you i mean i, I ain't got no coca-cola money yet but uh, <laughs> you know i have i have had people contact me um to you know collaborate with them and and they don't they pay me they pay me just money Good. They me, they me, i didn't got a couple of dollars you know what i mean so um the thing is like the only thing i can do is get better now Right. And then especially when I'm able to kind of focus on it full time, because for me, it was just like something I was just doing just because it was fun for me. Right. But now I'm like, oh, this is this has a huge impact.
1: Well, there's nobody that's like you. And what you're doing is not only informing and doing all the research so that nobody can challenge your facts, but you've got a great sense of humor. And it's it's something that we love. And and humor, humor is the best. It's the best weapon. It's powerful. And it gets people listening. And you've got that and the smarts behind it. Here's A.B. on the history-making Ketanji Brown Jackson.
2: Okay, so boom. I don't know if you ever heard the saying that that which is last will one day be first, but they must have had the honorable Auntie Kataji Jackson in Cause baby, for the last 233 years, there have been 115 Supreme Court justices. Only five of them been women and only two of them been black. And truth be told, the black men didn't do nothing but play musical chairs because all they did was swap seats. But anyways, big press Biden appointed our first black female justice to the Supreme Court. And it's gonna be the first time it's ever been four women on the court. And it's gonna be the first time ever there has ever been two black people on the court. You know, they say with great power comes great responsibility. Um, And I do feel responsible now because hearing so many people just be like, I didn't care about the news before, but now I need my tea every day. Hello, I'm logging in at 9am, where you at? That is so powerful to me, right? Mm -hmm. For people to also feel empowered and feel in the know in a way that they probably never experienced before.
1: Well, that's our show. Thanks to our sponsor, BetterHelp. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with a BetterHelp therapist. And remember, as a special offer to Giles Files listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month if you use the code betterhelp.com slash That's betterhelp.com slash Giles And a big thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring our podcast thanks to the incredible A.B. Burns Tucker. You are a badass. Now, clearly our podcast is audio only, so make sure to check out A.B.'s videos and her subtitles to get the full impact of her message. Watch her on TikTok and Instagram at I Am Hype 3 and on our YouTube channel at Hype. The Giles Files was created by Nancy Giles and Nancy Wyatt produced, directed, and edited by Nancy Wyatt, and recorded at our studios in Weehawken, New Jersey. We'll be back next week with another episode of The Giles Files, okay? Oops.
2: (laughs) A Huda Media Production.